This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 39. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hello coaches, today I have a super juicy topic for you and it is all about how to raise your rates, your prices, and get really clear on your values. So this is a juicy topic because it seems to be the most common topic that I coach on or get asked or discuss with a lot of my clients and have done over the years, over you know more than a decade. How much to charge is the most common question that can come up. And then the second one is, I couldn't charge that more a statement or how could I charge that or what would I have to include to charge that, right? Rather than embracing the fact that you have a desire to raise your rates or you have evidence that it is time to raise your rates, okay? So I want to be clear for today's episodes and what I'm sharing, if you are not being called to raise your rates and you're perfectly happy with what you charge and you're getting clients to say yes and your business is where you want it to be, then that's okay. There's no problem. There's no problem. But it's funny that I find many coaches will feel that they'd like to raise their rates, but they have a lot of reasons why. And a lot of these reasons can feel very justifiable and some of them absolutely are, but a lot of them can be discarded pretty quickly in the face of a bit of investigation and a shift in the focus from dollars or money to value. So the reason why I put this episode together about the five most common pricing fears that life coaches face or that I've discovered that they face and the three best ways to overcome them was really because I went to a live event a couple of weeks ago with Gabby Bernstein and I went with a friend of mine who I had been at a mastermind before. So she has an online business and she's got a really successful business and I was asking her about her best-selling offer and then I said, oh, how much is that? She told me and I said, but that's a very similar price to your main offer. And she said, yes. And I said, well, it sounds like maybe it's time to raise the price of that main offering. One of the things, you know, when we talk pricing strategy is to ensure that your prices, if you have more than one offer, are distinct enough to allow each one to stand apart and really anchor in the value of each promise or transformation that the offer provides. So I always do think it's a bit of a red flag if the prices of your offers are too close. If you want to go more into what to charge rather than how to increase your prices, then definitely head along to my website and get my free coach pricing guide or look to the show notes. It's victoriagibson.com forward slash pricing hyphen guide. So go ahead there and get that matrix. You'll see some of the sort of common converting offering and deliverables that you can be sharing out there. They're mainly for group or online offerings than just private coaching, but there is a little bit of that there. Okay. So I was asking her about that and I could see that familiar look or a response, which was, yeah, I know, but then kind of closing off, which in this instance is perfectly reasonable because we're not in a coaching discussion. She's not my client, but it's something that I see with my clients as well, where it feels like, okay, I don't want to go there. Now, if you don't want to go there, like I said, that's fine, but 
I'm going to give you a few things to think about just in case you want to go there perhaps in a safe way just on your own. And if you want to dive deeper and really check that out, you can definitely head on over to my site too and book in a bit of a brainstorming call with offers and pricing that might help. You know, I always find it's great to be able to discuss with a strategist or a mentor who can give you a bit more understanding or guide you to more understanding and then also show you some proven opportunities and possibilities that are out there that perhaps you haven't considered. But there's one thing I find so crazy when I look back at all my offers and the prices and deliverables and more importantly, the kind of clients I signed with each of them and the results that they got. I'm always constantly amazed that the best results have really come from my highest priced offers. And today's episode is for that life coach who has a bit of a yearning for some more committed clients or feeling like they would like to go deeper with their clients or perhaps they want to raise the level of their transformation and offering to really, you know, engage with some clients that have a high level commitment. Now, that doesn't mean clients who buy things at lower prices aren't committed, but by and large, what I have found is that the increase in the investment definitely aligns with an increase in energy commitment and oftentimes results. That's not always the case, but I have in looking back at all my offers from anywhere from $7 to $25,000 a year, that is absolutely what I have found. Given that Like I said, price is the most common topic I coach on and how much should I charge is the most common question I get asked. I thought I'd share some practical advice on how to overcome the five big pricing fears that most life coaches experience and we're going to call them out here. Now, there's definitely more, but these are the five categories that I see. So I'm going to dive into those five fears and I'm going to name them. Then I'm going to give you three ways to overcome them or three strategies to perhaps move through them. Okay. So if you are experiencing a desire or a pull to increase your prices, or you're feeling like when you see people charging more for something similar that you'd like to do that too, then this is kind of a process you might want to think about. Like I said, if you've got your offers and you're perfectly happy with the prices that you're charging, no problem, then go for it. If there's no problem, no problem. So let's talk about the first one. The first one is about judgment. You're afraid that clients or other people, your audience will judge you for being some version of an identity that you do not want, like greedy, arrogant, too big for their boots, not in reality or kidding themselves or whatever it might be. And they feel really valid. And of course, your nervous system, particularly if that has come up for you in the past in some way, that judgment or that real searing judgment in the past, and you haven't been able to kind of process some of that or move through it, that can feel really, really valid. And it can feel like just something that is completely true and that you need to stay where you are. And that's just the way it is. The second is that you'll have to work much harder to charge more. And this can be hard if you've already have a to-do list as long as your arm and you're feeling already quite at capacity energetically wise, right? And you haven't quite got your team scaled up yet. The thought of needing to work harder at a moment like that can feel quite overwhelming. The other tendency with that is that you think that you need to offer more, that you need to deliver more, that you need to put more stuff 
in your offer in order to validate any pricing that you charge. Now, this can actually happen at offer creation stage too, where you feel like you do your numbers and you land on a price and it feels good, but it kind of only feels good the more you put in it. I'm here to share with you that the more you put in something or even the price that you charge doesn't necessarily increase or decrease your sales or your conversions or the success or the results that you get. We want to get clearer on that at the messaging and offer creation stage so that we don't have to be trying to scramble around and add more stuff to justify a price. We want the transformation, the value and the opportunity of your offer to be instantly recognizable, to be felt and connected with by your ideal client who are ready, willing and able to dive in and join you. So that second one is you'll have to work harder and offer more, which can feel like a total no at times when you're already stretched. The third is it will cost you clients or tank your sales or conversions. That when you raise your prices, then not as many people are going to say yes, you firmly believe, which may not even be true, or that you've got a very simple sales process or marketing funnel and a relatively small audience. And you feel like, those people on your audience wouldn't say yes to a higher price, um, that you don't really want to experience a lot more of those no's if you're having conversations or you're doing launches and you don't want to see that drop in sales. Okay. Now I'm not here to say that sometimes increasing your price doesn't shift your conversions, but being across those numbers will help you navigate your way through that ultimately. That's why we always want to kind of be embracing the data rather than the drama. So the fourth one is that you will need a lot more fancy marketing, a bit like what I was talking about before, that you kept things quite simple. But if you wanted to go higher, you've seen a lot of people doing webinars or video series, or they have a really sexy website and really professional photos and you don't have that, or you haven't got a lot of testimonials, you haven't got a ton of results yet. All of those kind of things that make you think that you need a lot more layers to kind of outrun the fact that you're not believing in the value that you offer, okay? The fifth pricing fear is that basically when it comes down to it, you don't think you're good enough. Either you don't think you're good enough in relation to the competition, you don't think you're good enough in the results that you've got, you don't think you're good enough in your coaching skills, you don't think you're good enough in your marketing skills, so you'd rather just stay where you are. So if we recap those five most common fears, and maybe you've got some more, please definitely DM me on Instagram and let me know. But the first one is clients and others will judge you. Second is you'll have to work harder and add more to your offer. And that feels really tiring and overwhelming. The third is it will cost you clients or tank your sales or conversions. The fourth is your marketing is going to need to be a lot more fancy or advanced or custom with a lot more layers and you don't know how to do that or you think it's going to be really expensive or time consuming and basically you're going to avoid that at all costs. The fifth is that pretty much you don't think you're good enough to charge more. So they're the five most common reasons that I see coaches shying away from raising their rates or embracing that opportunity to raise their rates, make sure they're aligned to value, have an amazing message and offer that really 
calls in the right kind of clients where price is irrelevant. But anyway, if we're just looking at pricing, which tends to be what happens before people want to look at messaging and offer, then I think what's interesting to note is that I have never seen any of my clients or peers break their business from raising their rates. I've never seen anybody completely tank their sales, piss off all their clients or whatever it might be by raising their rates. That's actually not the reason that business stalls or sales drop or that coaches find themselves having a risky future with their business. The most common reason is more that you break your business, switching offers, not doing the things that have worked in the past, thinking that you need to do something new because somebody else is doing that, or it's a new fad, or you need to change strategies, or that you lower your prices. So this was something that happened to me. And probably did come from a couple of those pricing fears, but it went for me the other way. Not only did I not raise my rates, which was kind of fine because at one point for my mastermind offer, I was charging $25,000 a year for several years. And that was like my best offer, most fun to deliver, most committed, amazing clients, absolutely loved it. And as the market tended to get a little more crowded, that was probably in about 2015, 2016, I started to think, hmm, maybe I need to reduce my prices. Now, it wasn't that other competitors weren't offering this similar offer at the same price, but it was a belief that I would have to work much harder or it would be easier if the price was lower. Please don't make this mistake, particularly if you have a validated offer that people are saying yes to and it's growing. The messaging and offer is the first place you want to look at, and I don't mean offer by the price or the stuff that you put in it, the offer as in the value, the clarity, and the relevance to your ideal market audience client, okay? So we think price will solve a lot of the problems that messaging and offer will solve. So we go to pricing first, and that seems to be our obsession. But what I'm offering to you most in today's episode is set price aside once you've done maybe a couple of these strategies, leave it behind if you don't feel like you've got your offer and your messaging totally dialed in. Because that is where I focus with my clients. It makes all the difference if we have really aligned messaging that you can believe in that's very clear and an offer that is just an easy yes, such an easy yes. It talks to that clear and present painful problem that your ideal client has and it's just easy to say yes to because the value and the outcome is just there. It's obvious and it's desirable, right? It's creating that demand. The offer alone is creating the demand, despite how fancy your marketing is, despite what you charge, despite how much experience you have, all of those things. So I want to share with you the three ways to overcome those five common pricing fears. Whether you have one or more, this will get you back on track, hopefully removing that invisible barrier that you have to feeling like you can raise your prices. And the barrier that distracts you with price, as I said, instead of looking at your messaging and your offers. And the reason why this is a problem is that these kind of beliefs or fears will stop you in other ways as well and really stop you from having the ability to scale your business. They do make it more 
likely that you will break your business with some of those things that I was talking about before, even though you think it will all be about the price and what your market can afford. Maybe you also have a version of my audience wouldn't pay for that. They keep saying no at my current price. Now, once again, that might be messaging and offer, not price, but let's assume that those fears are there. The first way I want you to overcome this fear is I want you to access, name, and relentlessly question those fears. Name the beliefs about raising your rates or the price that you charge or the price that you want to charge. List that down first and then list down every thought, belief, fear that comes up. Clearly articulate that. You can do this on your own or as part of your own self-coaching practice or do it with a coach if you have one or just start writing it down and paying attention to what is articulated there. Now, with each of those beliefs, ask why or ask yourself, is it really true? The old Byron Katie thing, is that really true? And don't just dismiss it like, let's deal with data, not drama. Okay. What facts back it up? Can you put metrics or numbers around that belief? Oftentimes we can't, it might just be a feeling or a hunch or a few people said no, and we choose to believe that as fact, but can you go back and actually see what your offer has converted at? I do that a lot with my clients and I'm like, well, let's look at the offer because it's so easy to go, that didn't really sell very well. I better change it or I better not make that offer anymore. But if we look at actual conversion rates, which over you know more than a decade, I have helped my clients with their launches and offers and We have some fairly reliable metrics that we can go to to gauge how well your offer is performing, all right? So we might want to look at those metrics, but we definitely want to spend some time asking if it's true and if it is true, so what? And also you might want to just put down the belief as an accepted fact, even if it's a judgment or a fear or just a thought. So you might want to say, okay, if that was a fact, let me write that down once again, then question that or see what beliefs or fears come up around that. Another question that can be quite useful is without those beliefs or without that belief, what would I charge? That might be a useful question for you. You could try that. And then you could also ask why or why not. Okay. So Give yourself permission not to action anything, right? So when you start this process, it doesn't mean that if you come up with these things that you need to then act on it. Give yourself the freedom to just bear witness to what's coming up and really be able to access and name these beliefs. Even if you just walk away with accessing it and naming it, that is going to be so much further ahead than just blindly resisting it and not going there and allowing it to kind of sit in your unconscious or your conscious and shape a lot of the decisions that you make in your business. Because like I said, a lot of these fears can cause other issues that have nothing to do with price, but will cause you to create patchy, unreliable income in your business. That can happen because of these beliefs and the lens that you make other decisions in your business through by believing some of these beliefs that just really aren't serving you either. If you're not going to question them, just ask if that is a useful belief to have. And even like I said, if it was a fact, what can we do? What can we do about it? What are some of the other things we can think or believe instead? So 
The second one is a little bit more practical in the way that you could structure your offer. Now, as I said, the three ways to overcome, the first one I would be doing is getting really clear on your messaging and offer and dialing in and seeing if that is the issue. But this second approach is something I do with my spotlight offer method, which is having a two-step offer process. It's actually bringing in a simpler easier to understand, easy to sell offer that moves your ideal client forward is a joy to deliver, but is really easy to understand for them and much, much easier to market and sell for you because it does a lot of the work for you. And it also does a lot of the work in selling your clients into your key offer. So even if you have one offer, this can work. We can break out a part of your offer if it's not selling well, or you're feeling like you want to charge more, but your current conversions aren't really even there. So you don't have that option. Usually that is because the offer is really full of too much stuff. It can feel like a bridge too far for many of your future potential clients where you'll often see this happen on like sales calls or maybe even if you're doing direct to sales page conversions and your rates are quite low, that it might just be that it feels like it's a really big transformation or leap for your clients to take and they don't trust themselves in that leap. So you may have all the testimonials, you may have the process, you may have the experience or not, but you feel like this is exactly what they need and you know it's going to get them there, but you're in a stage of belief that they're not yet and you haven't got a clear enough promise to allow them to believe in what's possible. So a great way to overcome that is to take out one of the juiciest parts of what you offer and make that the promise instead. Now, that is sometimes hard to do alone, but this is what I do with my clients in Spotlight Offer System. When you're doing it on your own, a couple of the clues to look at are what you get asked about, maybe if you've got more than one lead magnet or you've been running ads, you can start testing some of the message, you know, maybe in some simple email invitations or Facebook posts. And this is what we do in Spotlight Offer Method too. Before we go and build out some big program or fancy launch, we make it really simple to validate and test your messaging and offer. Because once you have that, you have the building blocks of a highly scalable, enjoyable business with clients who love the results you're getting and you are enjoying delivering them. Because this first step of a two-step offer is actually so much easier to deliver than a bigger stuffed full offer. And the key difference is that the first step will be more informational than transformational. And by that, I mean, it is something that's kind of easy to measure and will be achieved with more perhaps information than big personal development or transformation. So think losing your first 10 pounds versus losing 100 pounds. So what could you offer that gets them moving that will actually help them in that bigger transformation? The reason why we want to help them in that transformation is that that's the second step of your two-step offer. So you can still keep that deeper offer that perhaps you are loving and you know you can provide, but you're going to break out a promise or a portion of your offer, an informational piece that you can get them in a shorter period of time with less fuss, hoo-ha, 
issues by sharing information in an easy to digest way, but it gives them a meaningful result and a meaningful solution that overcomes a present and painful problem. Okay. So it needs to be something that they are emotionally engaged with trying to overcome or that they're fearing or they're frustrated with. And that will be a great first step. So if we thought about weight loss and I said the 10 pounds versus the 100 pounds, you might think as a weight loss coach, but no, all my clients have a lot more than that to lose. That's fine. How could you shift the promise? Maybe not from the metric of weight, although that will be a lovely byproduct of the work that you do in the first step. But what about you show them a certain technique, philosophy, way of eating, planning, consuming, choosing food that gives them a defined benefit and allows you to easily teach that so that they can get some quick and results and then you can go deeper with that second step of the offer. An example of this might be stabilizing blood sugar in 30 days, stabilizing blood sugar and losing 10 pounds in 30 days, right? Like maybe you can combine the two of them. You'll see other sort of weight loss Approaches like gut health, restoring your gut microbiome, you know, it's going to depend on your own audience and your own knowledge and what you can deliver on. But I'd be prepared to bet that you've probably got a lot of templates and ideas about how to do that. Now, this goes against a lot of our existing beliefs too on whether it's enough, right? Because I'm not suggesting you take this offer out and you only sell it for 37 bucks, although you can do that if you want, that can work too. But you can do this with a $2,000 to $5,000 offer. And in fact, I just did this with one of my clients and I was prepared to help her more shape the offer that was already in existence because it had been selling. But as time went on, it wasn't making sense that we could get people to almost like the first step of the offer, which was a live workshop. It's live, but it's online. But it was very low commitment in terms of dollar value. The best thing was it paid for the ads and allowed her to profit. But it was like, why aren't people making the leap? They were hungrily saying yes to these lower priced offers. And beware, this is also one of those issues when you see those little micro offers or tiny offers out there. And I joined a tiny offer program in 2020, actually thinking, oh yeah, that'll be great. Oh, just be aware that you do actually need a fancier funnel for the lower prices. That's probably what I should have said before when I was saying you think you need a fancier funnel for your higher price. You actually need them for the lower price. Like they're non-negotiable and not many people have great funnel skills or the budget to pay for them. So just be aware of that. But you can test them out with these lower price things and they're a great way to validate certain opportunities. But I wanted to test the two-step offer concept to say, hey, why don't we make almost like a wedge offer in here? Even though you're selling your main offer at 5,000, why don't we create the first step offer? Really, it was her second step offer because we created a few of these lower price opportunities, but they were just paying for ads and paying for her to acquire clients and giving marginal profit, right? It's not enough to live out of despite what you might see on the internet, people saying you can make all this passive income from sub a couple of hundred dollar courses or memberships. Often that is not the case. That will be your first step of your offer and you want to get them into what is often called the profit accelerator, which is your higher ticket or big ticket offer. Anyway, I said, I know that the juiciest part 
of what you're offering is this one element. So it was included in a bigger offer, but I knew that it was something that people wanted to get involved with because they were actually coming to these three-part session workshops on that offer. So it would make sense to go deeper with that first. And once they could do that, then they could go to the higher priced offer. So already, I think before she even started the invitation within the online workshop, she was $650 ahead in ads. So all her ads had been paid for by the people who joined the workshop and she already had three people say yes during the workshop. Now, you might say, oh, that's not very many. But what is important to know is that that didn't cost her anything but her time and energy to get $15,000 in sales in a weekend. So from a buyer list of about 130 people. So you think about that. She was already $600 up. Now, these funnels you need to have a bit of experience to work on and I work on them with my clients, but they're not my suggested first step for you to go to. They can be great, but I want you to get clear first and foremost on validating your messaging and your offer because then we can look at whatever price, whatever offer, whatever funnel you want. Now, I have experience with all campaigns, all offers, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Simple funnels, more complicated funnels, conversion, all of that stuff is absolutely my jam, but I don't want you to go and get distracted by all the marketing. And look, I've probably been perpetuating a lot of that problem by sharing marketing techniques and strategies and ideas to increase traffic and conversion rather than giving you as much information on offer and messaging. It's always been part of what I've shared. And in fact, one of my first online trainings after my Facebook ad training was called Message to Market. And that program sold because a lot of people were just like, I just don't know how to really share what it is I do and have my value clearly expressed and aligned to how I want to deliver it and be able to call in the right kind of people, get noticed online, all of those things. So that's why I created a message to market back then. Once again, what did I tell you about people breaking things and not showing up to be consistent? That is what I did. But I wanted to come back and really go, you know what, this is such a problem I see time and time again. And I see as a reason why people get really frustrated with a lot of the marketing strategies and social media and getting clients online, how that can be a real problem for them. And like I said, 90 to 95% of the time, it's about your message and your offer. Got nothing to do with price, but this two-step does solve a lot of your problems and allows you to raise the price of your main most loved offer that might likely be more of an advanced transformational offer. Okay, so I'm suggesting we put the more informational offer and then you're going to see results from that because the first offer, it's not like you have to do a ton more because it's going to be easier to sell and easier to deliver. Focus on dialing that in first, and then we're going to get people into the back end because you really don't need to have as much of the fancy marketing for that more transformational offer because you'll be enrolling it from that first offer, if that makes sense. So definitely a two-step offer. If you want to look at that, then definitely come and jump in to request an invite to Spotlight Offer System, victoriagibson.com forward slash spotlight invitation. And I'll shoot you over the details of how that works. You're not committed by just requesting the invitation, but I'll let you know what that entails and what can happen there. So go to the show notes if you are driving or haven't got the chance to put that down yet. But it's really exciting to have a way with those two-step offer or even 
you know, maybe you've got a couple of other things out there like my other client did where it almost becomes three steps, but two key steps that give you most of your revenue and that you enjoy delivering and that deliver great results to your clients. So they become that easy yes offer. And that first step offer, you can enroll at like $2,000 to $5,000 typically. Okay. So definitely look at that my superpower is uh, brainstorming your messaging and working out what makes sense to pull out of that and going from there. Now, the third way to overcome your big pricing fears is to focus on increasing your value and demand as well, right? So yes, we want to look at messaging and offer clarity and confidence, but we also want to look at increasing your value and demand rather than looking at pricing as its own standalone factor. Because sometimes the commitment to raise your rates can feel really heavy if you're planning a launch or you're sharing the increase publicly. What if people don't buy and then you have to pull the price down? That can feel embarrassing. So you can easily test it with some invitations first, inviting your existing audience or an audience that you target using simple ads to raise their hand first without having to publicly share the price. And that way you can just be more curious about whether it can convert rather than resistant or fearful or rather than having to change and have a massive communication strategy and not knowing if it's going to create the results you're looking for. Like I mentioned before, it is likely that when you increase prices, you'll have that fear reflected back to you that conversions won't be as high or it can often just make general sense. But if you want to look at the journey in its entirety, how much it's actually costing you to acquire each client, because although your conversions may go down, your margins could go up substantially, your enjoyment in your business could go up substantially, and it would be a totally worthwhile endeavor. Okay, so you can try doing calls or messages or emails, workshops, and asking people to request invitations first and see how those land. I help people do that in my Spotlight Office System program too. And that can be a great way to dip your toe in the water, so to speak, and not sort of be stuck frozen by any one of those fears. So I really want you to anchor in the value and the demand of what you offer regardless, but be relentless in the pursuit of value and demand rather than what you're going to charge. Because oftentimes as well, pricing doesn't solve all the problems. And like I said, it's not the only or the main determinant of why someone is going to by your coaching and how you're going to grow your business. Okay, so hopefully that has helped you with those five most common life coach pricing fears and three ways to overcome them. As I said, if you want to do the best thing you can do to raise your value, start creating a highly desirable opportunity and offer for your audience, then definitely reach out. I'd love to connect with you on that and welcome you into Spotlight Offer System 2, where we can get that beautiful clarity around your message and your offer created so you can start enrolling 2k to 10k clients and go from there all right have a beautiful week and i shall talk to you soon thanks for staying right to the end of today's episode it is awesome to have you here if you want to dive deeper into some of the strategies that i discuss on these episodes and look at fast tracking your success online and growing your business then i'd love to welcome you into my latest webinar the eight steps to fast track your success online as a life coach make sure you head on over to victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps the number eight s-t-e-p-s
So victoriagibson.com forward slash eight steps, head over and watch the training. It's absolutely free, but we'll give you an idea of the method you can use to start growing your business, welcoming in great clients and earning more as a life coach. I'll see you next time.